everyone to the Apocalyptic Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Reverend Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. Reverend Dr. Lawrence Van Beek. I know that man. Yes, I know, I know that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought I'd start impressive tonight because um, we're going to talk about the second coming. Oh, yes. And the reason for that is all this, all this um, last month, we've been talking about aspects of Jesus toward the cross. So it was, it was, you know, the humanity of Jesus, the deity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We did kenosis. Then we did the resurrection last week. And of course, you know, if you go death resurrection, the next really important event, ascension maybe, and then, and then second coming of Christ. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, even though I am very figurative, I'm preterist, you know, I, I see Revelation as being first century, and I'm also figurative with the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. I am completely literal about the second coming. Yeah. And so so I thought I thought you and I would just talk about it tonight. And, yeah. and that's why we're not going to do any particular scripture. Okay. Um, like we could. We could do Matthew 24, Mark 13. Um, you know, we could do some of the Thessalonian passages about the man of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. We could do um, we could do Revelation six, and all of these things kind of fit into that. But but as you well know, um, is I don't I don't really see um, a rapture and the coming of Christ in the book of Revelation. Right? right. Yeah. But I still believe it to be a reality that Jesus said I'm going to come back, and I I think he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, if if you remember the first century Christians completely believed that Jesus was coming back in their generation. Right. So much so that the Thessalonian church, they actually, um, some of them, one of the groups uh, went off and lived in a commune waiting for Jesus to come back. They said, he's coming back. We're just going to go live in a commune and, and wait. Yeah. And then they got into issues and some people think it was sexual immorality and things. Cause you know, what do you do uh, when you're just all hanging around on a hill <laughs> waiting for Jesus to come back, you get really bored. Uh, and that's we, what Paul, go ahead. Say, as we see from many cults, you know, in the Southern U S that's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. and, and, and one of the ones that I heard the guys talk and that was actually why they joined. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was the Raelians, um, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the Raelians, wasn't it? That that, that I, I can't remember which one. I can't it, remember. It started in Quebec, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, which is where we get, of course, the one, the Jimmy Jones, is where we get the drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, you know that's a really common expression. Well, that was that was the Jim Jones one where they drank yeah. Kool Aid and and died at the end. Of course, yeah. the ones that wouldn't drink the Kool Aid, they shot. So I mean, you know, more to. <laughs> But um, the worst thing about Jimmy Jones was was that he actually followed really solid church growth principles. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sorry for about that. And, and he had like doctors and lawyers and 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 well educated people followed him. Mm-hmm. So it, that was kind of neat. But anyway, so the Thessalonian church, what Paul had to say to them, because they were waiting for for the coming of Jesus, he had to say, "You got to stop this." You're, you're, you're kind of making this look stupid to outsiders. What you need to do is go and get a job mm-hmm. and, and live, a, live a quiet life and be an example. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so remember, that's where he says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Okay. Which, yeah. which doesn't fit Canadians at all. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, anyway, <laughs> I'll stop at that point. Otherwise, our podcast will be blacklisted. So, um, so that's that's kind of what was happening back then, and and then the later writers, like if you get into Second Peter and Jude and them, 
um, they had to start talking about why Jesus hasn't come back. Hmm. And that's where Peter says, you know, um, to the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. He's not slow in fulfilling his promises. He's just waiting for a whole bunch more people to become Christians. Right. It's kind of what he says. Right. And right. so what they're saying is, I know he's not come back uh, like we were expecting it. It hasn't happened, but it's going to happen. And um, so 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 living in the light of the return of Christ has always been really, really important. Mm hmm. And what I kind of wanted to do with you was was just talk through through the last, uh, you know, the last hundred years or so or 50 years. And, okay. and just because with Christians, this this whole idea of the second coming, it, it's an up and down thing. Like there's times when we really, really thought that was going to happen right away. And other times we didn't pay any attention at all. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's most intriguing for the North American church because since the time of Darby. So Darby was a guy. He was a, I, we'll call him a theologian that, that wrote after the Civil War. Okay. So when's that, 1868? Is that the Civil War? Yeah. Or is so it way the, earlier? No, no, you're huh? right. Like like in that area. Yeah, like the 1870s, yeah. right? 1868 to 18. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, in the in the summer of love. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> wrong century, but, you know, yeah. same decade. Um, so, so Darby, Darby, Darby came up with this whole idea of, of a rapture and a seven-year tribulation and okay. all that. And, and the North American church has glommed onto that and, and hung on to it um, ever since, right? Hmm. This whole idea, this whole dispensational view of the future is very much a North American view. Like hmm. it, they hold it in other countries, but it, it, it's, its strongest um, following has been United States, Bible Belt, United States, Mm. And Canada has followed along with it. Okay. Right. Um, and that would be the, you know, the Pentecostals, the fundamental, other fundamentalists and stuff mm -hmm. saw this seven year period before Jesus would return. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so we go from Darby up through the 1950s and then you get into the televangelists and the strongest televangelists were dispensational futurists mm. where they, mm. where they saw dispensation just means period of time. Right. And if you're a, if you're a, uh, if you're a solid dispensationalist, what you see is um, a literal seven years and a little literal separation between Israel and the church. Hmm. And hmm. if you're if you're a classical um, if you're a classical futurist, that's dispensational futurist. If you're a classical futurist, you're, you don't you don't see those things so solidly. Hmm. Like you, hmm. you say, yeah, there's there's still future things going to happen, but but the church in Israel can be one thing because you remember I see the. Yeah. The Israel church as being one thing in the book right. of Revelation. Right, right. So, so, so really, if it, it was kind of in the early days, and then so all of my father in laws and all the, all the, all of my father in laws, my father in law and his family and all the Pentecostals would believe that kind of a view of the future, right? Okay. And that came really strong again in the 1970s. For some reason, in the 70s, we had, uh, Hal Lindsey. Hal Lindsey wrote a book called The Late Great Planet Earth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now he, he wasn't the one who started the movement, but he wrote that book within the movement. Yeah. So everybody was kind of believing there was going to be a period was going to come and there was going to be a rapture and then seven years. And Hal Lindsey took, he took stuff like Revelation 9 where, where, you got, where you got the locusts. Yes. And he said, well, those locusts, you know, they had, they had the faces of men and they had women's hair. Don't get, I don't get the women's hair. And they had, they had, um, they sounded like many, many horses running into battle and they had stings in their tails. Right? Yeah. And so, so he said, well, the, the faces were, were the guy's faces in the, in the front of the helicopters. 
I'm not laughing at this because it was quite serious at the time. And the sound of horses was, of course, the props of the helicopter. Yeah. And the stinger in the tail were the missiles that they shot. Yeah. And I, I will say stinger missiles because that fits really well. But I think yeah. the stinger missiles came a little later on. <laughs> yeah. But maybe but, fit, um, maybe fits with uh, the fact that he had just come out of the Vietnam War, right? And all those types of things were happening. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I never thought about that. That's a good Which point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so so therefore he said what John was describing was modern warfare. Hmm. And he said, but John couldn't describe it in these terms because he didn't have a frame of reference. So he described it in terms that he understood. Hmm. Now, there's also people that think that these things are cartoons and that cartoons were preparing us for the end time in those days. But we'll, we'll drop that because that's too hard to talk about. But hmm. but people were really into this. So he wrote that and he wrote Satan is alive and well on planet Earth. And everybody was moving toward the second coming of Christ. Then in the 80s, that kind of dropped away. Hmm. Um, by the 80s, scholars were starting to say we're starting to read Revelation the way I read Revelation. Okay. Um, they weren't seeing a dispensational view of the future. Some were very hmm. good scholars were. I, I would consider Wolvert a very good scholar, but they were they were looking at you know other things. They were looking at other ways of looking at Revelation. Okay. And the 80s were a harsher time than the 70s. Like I'm a 70s boy, hmm. so I'm idealistic. I'm international. I'm egalitarian. You know, by the 80s, people were were interested in money yep. and because uh, nobody in the 70s had any. <clears throat> and we could all get jobs. You could get jobs anywhere in the 70s. Right. Like like it was the rise of the of the of secondary education really took off in the late 60s because the baby boomers were all coming into university. Right. So right. that's when, you know, SFU started and a lot of the of the of the universities that are really established now were, were they remember SFU was that was the hippie school. That's right. And I, I was with a riding with a teacher and he, we, we were on the bus. He wasn't with me. He was talking to some guy in front of him, but he was saying, he was saying, you know, if this was the seventies, we'd be driving to work in our Beamers rather than, you know, having to take a bus like we are now. <laughs> and in those days you could get a solid professorship with a master's degree. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, so very, very different times, but, but the end time thing in the seventies was big eighties, not so much nineties, even less. Yeah. Not like, you know, that was, we, we, we've now come through a bit of a depression. Remember we had that recession in the eighties, the, you know, yeah. the late, late seventies, eighties were the super high um, interest rates of 18%. And, yeah. and people were just, people were just really nervous about life. Yeah. So nobody talked about the second coming. Now it came up a little bit in 2000 with, uh, with Y2K. Yeah. Remember, remember everybody was buying generators and yeah. stocking up on military food and all that yeah, stuff. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember thinking, because I had just started at Trinity with you. Oh, right. And um, I was thinking, you know, when this thing's done, I'm going to be able to buy a generator really cheap. But nobody <laughs> sold it. <laughs> Everybody kept it. So it, it, it kind of sucked. And, and so, um, so then we went on with life, right? And then mm. 2012 came. And 2012, um, that was the Mayan calendar. Do you remember the Mayan yes. calendar? Yes, yes. The, pro it, the it, Mayan it, prophecy, it, right? Yeah, the Mayan prophecy. Uh, well, Nostradamus had the prophecies. The Mayans had this calendar that just stopped in 2012. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mayans have really good coffee. And what I'm thinking is they were working on the calendar. One of them said, oh, let's go for a coffee. You know, <laughs> yeah. Other guy says, we can't. We're working on the calendar. He says, well, what's it going to be? The end of the world? Like, let's go for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played, sir. <laughs> Anyway, so Nostrums did that thing. They did that. that 
that's the movie 2012. Yeah. Remember the movie 2012 with the whole world and the Armageddon and, and right. the flood that happens and, and all that. And people were really thinking Jesus was coming in 2012. Um, the prophecy guys were, were making a big splash in 2012, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. And so, so then after 2012, nothing much came anymore. You, you stopped hearing about end times. The prophecy guys never really get quiet, but, but people weren't really paying attention. Okay. And one of the reasons that, that what we're talking about is so important right now <laughs> is if you remember the, the prophecy people from the seventies and the sixties and the seventies, um, the big, the big countries that they talked about were Russia and China. Mm -hmm. Russia, because they had the nuclear war, war, war ability and China, because they had the population. And when Revelation talks about 200 million troops coming over the Euphrates, mm -hmm. the, the prophecy guy said, those are Chinese. They're, they're the only country that could do a 200 million troops or 200,000 troops, 200 million, 200 million troops, 200 million troops. And, um, and then Russia, of course, Russia was the bear and, and Russia was always mm -hmm. big in prophecy. But then, then with with um, with uh, who was that guy? Ronald Reagan. So we're talking mid late eighties. Mm -hmm. Can't remember the exact year. The the tearing down of the Berlin Wall. Mm -hmm. Russia Russia falls apart. You know, Mr. Gorbachev, take down your wall. Yeah. And um, and they they take down the wall, and Russia's gone, yeah. like gone. Well, now all of a sudden, under Putin, Russia's back. Yes. Yeah. And and so. I haven't heard much because I don't have TV right now, but I'm thinking the prophecy guys are starting to start, will start to wind up with this whole Putin thing. Mm -hmm. I did read that, um, that Pat Robertson came out of hiding, like he came out of retirement mm -hmm. and, um, and he's, he's been very popular. That 700 club, I think was Pat mm -hmm. Robertson. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he did a bid for presidency at one point. Yeah. Very did. wealthy man. Uh, I think I saw, his house or his one of his schools that were after him in the parade ground. And, it, it, and you just looked like you were in, it, it was like 1800s United States in Virginia. Hmm. Um, and, and it was all done with modern stuff, but it just looked like it was out of the 1800s. Mm -hmm. It was just mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. So he comes back and he says, he says, Putin is a puppet in the hand of God. Putin has no choice in this thing. And some people are really mocking him, but and that's probably fair, but um, but this being a puppet in the hand of God, I, when he said that, I, I want to be careful because Pharaoh was a puppet in the hand of God. Mm -hmm. Like God mm -hmm. did what he wanted with Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. He can do what he wants with Putin. Mm -hmm. But I because I don't see the end times the way these guys see it, I don't I don't see that. Yeah. But what I do see is that Jesus is coming back. Yeah. Yes. And um, yeah. And I think about it because. The early Pentecostals in they so Pentecostalism started about 1920s, right? Okay. 1921. And it started in that was Canada, but it, Azusa Street started just a little bit before that. And they were in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I went and did a paper. I had to I had to deliver a paper, like um, academic paper mm -hmm. in at this well, academic. It was a Pentecostal Society of Pentecostal Studies. So so, you know, some of us were academics. We don't, we're, we're not known for our academic prowess. <laughs> but we were in the middle of Los Angeles and the, and the people there showed us where, where Azusa Street started mm. and the, and the property that they had in downtown Los Angeles. 
And this was probably 17 years ago. Mm. And, and at that time, it, that property was worth millions of dollars. Mm, 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 mm. So I don't know what it's worth now. And I remember them saying, boy, these people had no foresight. Look at them. They sold that property. And I thought, you don't get it at all. For Pentecostals, there were three important things, right? And we always say speaking in tongues, but that wasn't it. It was salvation, like bringing people unto Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and the second coming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like so, oh, two things, I guess, salvation, second coming, then, and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right. But the second coming was what it was all about for them. Yeah, yeah. And so if Jesus is coming back, who cares if you have any property? Right, yeah. right. I remember you used to yeah. say that about the, about the Pentecostal missionaries, right? But seriously, I mean, you know, they often didn't put away things for retirement or things like that because Jesus is coming back. My father-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't plan for retirement at all. No, I didn't because I'm a moron, but he didn't. (laughs) Now God has, God has protected me. Fortunately, as you well know, I I ended up with the government for six years and that, that made a big difference, but, but, um, but he didn't because Jesus was coming back. Why would you plan for retirement? Yeah. And, and I think, I think that's an absolute critical thing. Now, the dispensational guys, the, the ones that are seeing, you know, a rapture, seven years, and then mm-hmm. the second coming, or, or, you know, three years in a rapture in the second coming, or seven years in a rapture in the second coming. Yeah. Every time at the end of that, there's a second coming, right? Mm-hmm. But these guys actually have the best songs, you know, <laughs> like... I still think of Steve Steve Martin's song, Atheist Got No Song. It's a great, it's such a good song. Atheist Got No Song. But the Pentecostals had great songs. Like we had Larry Norman. Yeah. Total, total, um, total bard, right? Yeah. Two men walking up a hill. One disappears, the other's left standing still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was just beautiful stuff. Yeah. And, uh, um, I was thinking, um, also, also, <laughs> they have the t shirt. I told you about the t shirt. The T-shirt is, I, I would buy this T-shirt, Steve. I don't even believe it, but I would wear this T-shirt. It says, when I get raptured, you can have my T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this T-shirt. I thought, oh, I love it. I love it. Well, um, and that's funny you mentioned that because I were my memories of the 80s, you know, like I'm a child of, you know, where you're a child of the 70s, I'm a child of the 80s. So as I would go to Christian concerts and things like that, I mean, that sort of talk was pretty common about a second coming and like guys like Mike Warnke were doing the comedy circuit. Then Mike would do yeah. a joke about, you know, when, when the rapture happens, I'm going to grab a, an atheist by the, the collar. And, and, you know, when I'm a thousand feet in the air, I'm going to say, do you believe in Jesus or not? And like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. So that, so that kind of stuff is going. And then Tim LaHaye actually threw, was that in the eighties that, that LaHaye wrote, that was actually late '90s uh, oh, okay. or, or early 2000. The um, Left okay. Behind series. The Left Behind series, and then the movies follow it, and that kind of gets a, a following, doesn't it? My class used to fill up with students because they were reading those books and they wanted to take my class, mm. and they were very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk. Oh, 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 okay. we're not talking about that. <laughs> not talking about that. No, uh, you know, as you know, when we do Revelation, I always leave lots of room because, to tell you the truth, even though I don't see it. Um, I really want to, I really want it to happen. Right. And I really want to be a part of it. And I don't think the people that see that kind of stuff in, in revelation are stupid at all. No. Like other people say, Oh, they're, they're dumb. They, they, they lay a grid on revelation. That's all they can see. We all do that stuff. Yes. Yes. Like revelation. Like when we're looking at the second coming, we're looking at the future. We have no idea. 
right? right. They right. had no idea in the first coming what Jesus would be like. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he fulfilled those prophecies, but they didn't know it. The only reason we know it is we're looking back and we're going through scriptures and going, ah, yes. oh, oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, he kind of did that, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, look, it said none of his bones were broken. Oh, oh none of his bones were broken, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but coming up to it, they didn't know. Yeah. And you see your you see your Messiah on a cross. I mean, I mean, they really didn't know what was yep. coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this second coming is absolutely critical. Hmm. And and we we do. Uh, I don't think it's wrong to talk about, you know, saving stuff for your children and looking after your children and preparing for retirement and all that. What I think is wrong is when that when that overshadows Jesus coming again. Hmm. Like, what's more important, that my daughter serve Jesus or that she be ready for when she's 65 years old? Yes, yes. So that's yeah. why the second coming is so important to me. Yeah. Because the second coming says, I, when he come, is coming, I don't know. That he's coming, I totally believe. And, yeah. and that I'm ready for that, I, I want to totally believe as well. Mm-hmm. And I think getting ready for the second coming... Um, you know, it's it's a it can be a little embarrassing to talk about Jesus, because because mm-hmm. you know we're intelligent people and some of this stuff doesn't f- feel intelligent. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> isn't that ter- we're terrible? We're we're <laughs> terrible fools, really. But um, but uh, there's a movie once, and oh, there were two movies. The one the one was with Steve Carell. Do you remember mm-hmm. that one called um oh, Bruce Al- No, not Bruce Almighty. Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. And, he, and he's a he's a senator. And God comes and talks to him and says, build an ark, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he builds this ark. Then he starts looking like Moses and, you know, like, uh, his hair won't stop growing. There's also a Santa movie like that as well, but this is a little different. <laughs> yeah. and, he's, and he's in the Senate. And the guys say to him, did God tell you to build an ark? And he's so embarrassed. And he kind of hangs his head. And then he says, yes. Yeah, he did. And they all laugh at him and he feels terrible, but he says, yes, yes, he did. Mm. Um, there was a, there was a, a kid show called how to Ch- train your dragon. Mm. And it's really mm-hmm. good. It's really, really good. Scottish accents on Norwegian people. I think that's important. <laughs> yeah. um, and poor Scottish accents, according to the Scots. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> and, uh, except the one guy who's actually Scottish. His dad is actually a Scottish guy. He does that late night show. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so he says, you know, they say my dad um, wrung the neck of a dragon when he was just a baby. Do I believe it? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think when they say, do you really think that Jesus is coming, is real and that he's coming back? We'll go, yes, I do. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah. And I think once we say that, I think we can have freedom. Mm. Mm. And I think if we believe it, mm. we'll live free lives because we know that's where we belong and that he's coming for us. And then oh. this stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. What a powerful way to put that. Yeah. That's it for me, man. Buddy, that was fantastic. What a good way to put that. that excellent way to put that. As we start at the cross and we come to the second coming, everything in between that is really just us getting from from point A to point B. Beautifully put, my friend. 
Folks, as always, if we haven't said it before, we're thankful that you listen to us. We're actually surprised sometimes that you listen to us. <laughs> well, we actually had a lot of listeners the other day, and I said, that's a lot of listeners. And you said, I think it's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but thank you so much for listening. If you, if you feel like it and you're, you're comfortable doing it, please tell your friends and others to, to, to give us a listen. You notice that we don't ask for money. If you want to send it, we'll take it, but we don't ask for money. And we don't even tell you how you could send it, if, even if you wanted to. Um, but but uh, We're like the A-team, if you can find us. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're here to help. But uh, but yeah, we're just encouraged that you listen along with us. Um, just thank you so much. We'll be back in about, I don't know, because Larry's traveling. Sure. We'll, we'll have to play it by ear a little bit, eh? Yeah, uh, this is this is Larry's last week in the North. Everyone, you know, our prayers were answered, and Larry's Larry's going home for a little while, and then he'll be back at another institution in a couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, so that's awesome. We're so excited for him, and you can pray for him as he's along that journey. But until then, whenever that is, it's probably a couple of weeks. I'm going to guess that that we're, we'll be out, and then we'll be back with you. But until then, I was Steve. He was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast. Mm-hmm.